Welcome to Is This Love podcast brought to you by your relationship specialist and neuropsychotherapist, Joe Wilson of the Confidant Counseling. Great relationships make us healthier, happier, and can even extend your life. Enjoy my strategies to navigating love along with other experts in my field on this podcast. You can find all my weekly newspaper column articles at theconfidantcounseling.com. And today we're talking about flipping open the lids of women for a heads up on what's really going on in there. Every guy on this planet, I'm sure, is craving that comprehensive guide to explaining our curious behaviours. I'm quite sure they could only hope to unlock the key to understanding our state of mind, our temperament, endearing nuances, and especially find that on switch in the bedroom. So here's your big chance, guys. Your new handy guide entitled The Woman's Brain. I've just had the honour of interviewing Oxford-educated neuroscientist and TEDx presenter Dr. Sarah McKay, and this is her first book on the neuroscience of women's health, hormones and happiness. And it turns out to be quite the myth buster. Even she was surprised by the evidence she found, and more incredibly, the humongous gaps in women's health neuroscience research around a bunch of sensitive female topics of magnitude, and that includes the neurobiology of orgasms. She covers so many questions of substance, which include, does the pill cause depression? Is there a gene for depression? Is there such a thing as menopausal brain fog or is it dementia? Is baby brain a myth? And she also covers the painful consequences of being left out and other subjects of why rejection hurts so badly. What does a depressed brain look like? And how do we nurture a healthy brain for life? Hey, so interesting, hey? So she doesn't seek to write about the difference between male and female brains, but she does state that they're a lot more similar than different. You can't just separate two groups of male and female people based on their genitals. Instead, we need to consider our amazing brains as unique mosaics of different features, some male-like and some female-like, with plenty features best described as androgynous. So how do we live longer? centenarians studied in history provide Dr McKay with some fabulous tips based on their key characteristics. So what I gleaned from this was to stay lean, avoid smoking, be good with my stress, optimistic and find purpose and avoid those neurotic tendencies. Even still she says that women over the age of 35 fare better for having children at that age. So this is my interview with Christian from Salt 106.5 and it's in two parts and I'll bring you part two next week. The morning wake up, hanging out with Christian and Joe Wilson on Salt 106.5 and we are really, really excited to be chatting with neuroscientist Dr. Sarah McKay who has just recently released a book called The Women's Brain Book, The Neuroscience of Health, Hormones and Happiness and uh, look, doesn't get much better than that, really, Christian. <laughs> I know, and this is so intriguing—not just for women to understand themselves, but also for the men who who love them and who you know love and adore them all. And uh, so we are thrilled and privileged to be joined by Dr. Sarah McKay right now. Sarah, how are you? I'm great, thank you. Very, very good. Calling you from a lovely sunny Sydney day. We've had rain for a few days, so. I'm happy and healthy today. Oh, fantastic. Now, what an amazing subject to delve into. 
Um, and uh, look, I'm thrilled. I haven't read the whole book yet, but I really, really am keen at some of these topics that it looks like you're covering in the book, the aging brain, menopause, depression and anxiety, puberty, childhood, um, so many, th- the teenage brain. Um, what was the motivation that started you on this journey? That's funny because I always joke I was never the, the person that had a burning desire to write a book. But I was, I was approached by a book agent who said, pitch an idea to me. And I said, I don't have any. And we, <laughs> we had a chat about some articles that I had written previously. And I'd written a very um, an article for the ABC on menopause and brain fog that had an oh. enormous outpouring of, um, of, of attention and responses from women who were really interested to learn that a brain, a foggy brain going through menopause is not necessarily the first sign of Alzheimer's and dementia. Mm. And really the idea then was sparked in me that I've been the owner and operator of a female body and brain my entire life. That is great. I've been a neuroscientist for 25 years, but I, I had never really considered, and now I'm kind of flummoxed that I didn't think about this before, these various aspects of you know, these kind of transitions you go through in your life as, as a female. And I'd never really considered them before through the lens of neurobiology. So I kind of joke, I wanted to just write a book about the neurobiology mm. of, of periods, puberty, the pill and pregnancy and how these shape our brain and in turn our brain controls these life events. Mm. As it turns out, you've become quite the myth buster. Does yeah. that surprise you? Um, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I think I went in with um, lots of um, a few preconceived notions or ideas about what the book was going to be about and what I was going to find. And primarily, I guess, when you're writing a book about the female brain, you would think that the, the main sculptor of the brain is our, our hormones. And, and that's really, I thought it was going to be very much a book about bottom-up biology and how hormones kind of are in the driving seat and we're all on a hormone, hormone roller coaster we can't get off. And when I started looking really carefully at the research, it turned out that wasn't necessarily the case. Mm. Wow. So of all the research gaps uh, that you found in investigation for this book, which was the one that, say, shocked you the most? Um, Well, I have to say there were a lot of gaps. So when I went in to answer various questions, you know, I would I would do the research and I'd go, gosh, we don't even know that. I mean, there, there there were a few that perhaps are not appropriate to discuss on on breakfast radio. So sure. I'll leave them aside for yep. people who wish to read the book. <laughs> I was really it, there was some really funny research titles of papers. There was one um, that that um, was I, I can't quite remember the exact wording. It was something like fifty years of the hormone contraceptive pill time to find out what it does to the brain so that, i thought that was really interesting yeah. that women have been taking the pill for a really long time for very good reasons and it's transformed many people's lives for the better we really don't understand what blunting our natural hormones mm. and replacing them with artificial hormones does to the cells of our brain perhaps not really necessarily anything negative or bad but i thought gosh what a curious gap <laughs> mm. <laughs> so true kind of would so, be good to know this yeah I, i'm a father of four and um, uh, this, uh, I'm curious, so is baby brain a myth? Because I've been relying yeah. on this for many years. <laughs> it's my go-to. You're speaking to a Kiwi woman. And remember, we do pregnant prime ministers quite well. So there you've got an N of two. I never <laughs> suffered from baby brain. And I was, and do you know why I don't believe I suffered from it? Because I didn't even know it was a thing. So I sailed through both my pregnancies cognitively, physically, you know, it was hard and, mm. and whatnot. But I didn't really know that I was meant to feel 
dopey or foggy or fuzzy. It was only when I was talking to other people about it they started discussing it. But I think it is interesting to note that during a pregnancy, we're flooded with a thousand times greater dose of oestrogen than we receive in the entire rest of our lifespan. And oestrogen is actually neuroprotective. It promotes cognition. And if we look to the animal's you know, look to, to, to mammals or, or, or female ma- mammals in the animal kingdom. They don't read books on what to expect when they're expecting. Mm. <laughs> and pregnancy enhances cognition in animals. Wow. So it actually um, that, makes you that, cleverer. It makes Is that a word? It <laughs> makes you cleverer. It, makes you, it, makes, well, it certainly makes animals smarter. I mean, humans have a lot more going on. Yep. You know, we, we have a lot, lot you know, we're, we're distracted, we're busy, we're tired. The vast majority of the studies that have been done looking at cognition in women during pregnancy or comparing them before and after or comparing groups of pregnant women to not pregnant women don't find any differences whatsoever. If they do find any differences, it's typically related to women lacking sleep. And you, if you've had a pregnancy, you'll know, especially at the end, it's really, really hard to get a good night's sleep. And that's when we see cognition impacted. Mm. What Sarah. we tend to do, it's a little bit like when, you know, you're getting a bit older, you, you lose your keys, you know, you're in your <laughs> 70s, you lose your keys, you worry you've got Alzheimer's. You're in your 20s the last thing you think about. You lose your keys when you're pregnant, you blame the baby. If you're not pregnant, you blame your husband for hiding. <laughs> Sarah, this is a scary, this is a scary uh, uh, realisation for me because, you know, I know that women are smarter than me usually and you're saying that when they're pregnant, they become even <laughs> more smarter, like superhumans. <laughs> this is scary. Hey, well, look, I just... I think we'll take a break and we'll uh, we'll just go to a song because I need to, a little bit of time to synthesize all this information. And we're going to uh, come back after the next song to go part two, our interview with Dr. Sarah McKay, neuroscientist and author of the book, The Women's Brain Book. Hanging out with Christian and Joe Wilson and Dr. Sarah McKay on Salt 106.5. So watch this space for next week when I cover Is Baby Brain a Myth? And thanks for listening to Is This Love podcast where we question is this love and all things related, neuroscience and relationships. Thanks for listening and check out sunshinecoastcounselling.com or theconfidantcounselling.com and you can download my handy guide called Spouse It Up. <laughs>